Only three words matter at this time of the year. Survive in advance, survive in advance. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns. Survive in advance, survive in advance. It's March Madness, the Texas basketball team beat Colgate last night 81 to 61 to advance to the round of 32 and in the round of 32 they will face off against Penn State that game tips off tomorrow night at 6 45 p.m central if they don't move it back All right so we're going to recap the Colgate game we're going to preview the Penn State game the winner of Texas and Penn State will make it to the Sweet 16 and then the Texas baseball team has won seven straight games they're looking to make it 10 straight they start a weekend series tonight against New Orleans. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm going to say it again, survive in advance, survive in advance. Texas picks up a big 20-point win over Colgate last night. Good teams win, great teams cover, and the line was 13 and a half points. So shout out your Texas Longhorns. I want to give a quick shout out to Colgate, though, because this is a really good basketball team. That team I watched on the court last night, when they're playing at their best, they can beat almost any team in this tournament. And I thought it was really, you know, a good sign when in one of the pregame press conferences, they asked Ronnie Terry about this team being an underdog, Colgate being an underdog. And he said, this team is not an underdog. It's a really well-coached team, a really good basketball team, the best three-point shooting team in the country, and a team that's made the NCAA tournament three or four straight times, right? They came into the game 26-8. and eight. This is a really good basketball team. And I knew then when I watched the pregame press conference that this team was going to take Colgate seriously. Like This team wasn't going to come in and have a letdown, and they did that beating them by 20 points. Like I said, Colgate at their best can probably beat the majority of the teams in the tournament, so shout out to Texas for not allowing them to play their best basketball. And when you look at it, Texas is now 4-0 and in tournament play this year. In win-or-go-home games, Texas is 4-0 and with five straight wins overall. Really win this run of great basketball offensively and defensively started with that first game against Kansas in the Moody Center. And as talented as this team is offensively, as efficient as this team is offensively, they are hanging their hat on the defensive side of the ball. In this five-game win streak, they are allowing 57 points per game. To put that in perspective, over the course of a season, that would be third best in the country behind U of H and North Texas. So the last two weeks, this Texas basketball team is defending like a top three team in the country. Combined with what they have offensively, they are poised for a deep run in this tournament. And I thought they did such a good job defensively of taking away what Colgate does best, right? We heard all week Colgate's the best three-point shooting team in the country. Texas could be on upsert alert if Texas, you know, if Colgate gets hot, blah, 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 blah. Colgate came into this game making eight threes per game at a 40% clip. So they were very proficient behind the three-point line. But Texas held them to three threes at 20%. So defensively they came in sat down you know guarded at the three-point line took away their perimeter shots took away what they did best they got some easy buckets inside half the time it just looked like Dylan Dessou didn't want to foul him right but Ronnie Terry stuck to the game plan 
you can play one-on-one inside with your bigs because that's not your game. We're not coming off the three-point line. We're not going to allow you to get hot from the three-point line. So even though they got those easy buckets inside, they still lost by 20 points because that's not how they play. That's how they were forced to play last night by Rodney Terry and his Texas basketball team's defense. And then offensively, I thought they were very efficient. They shot 50% from the floor, 50% from three. They did get sloppy at times. But when you look at it holistically, they only had 13 turnovers, right? This is a basketball team that averages 11 or 12 turnovers. So it wasn't too out of the norm. It's just how it looked throughout the course of the game. And sometimes when you're beating a team by double digits, you're beating a team you know you're supposed to beat. You know you're beating a team that can't compete with Texas playing their best basketball. You can get sloppy at times. You can rest on your laurels a little bit. I thought when it got down to about seven or eight points, they picked it back up and why they ultimately won by 20. From an individual perspective, Dylan DeSue, since the Baylor game, has been the best basketball player on this team. Like I said, if he would have been able to play with this level of freedom on the offensive end all season and this level of confidence, he would be a first-team All-Big 12 performer. Last night gave you 17 points and 10 rebounds on 11 shots. And what I love is he's playing with a nastiness inside because when this run started of Dylan DeSue playing like this, he had 24 points against Baylor but only had four rebounds. We got – out-rebounded by double digits, right? We've seen a couple double-doubles from Dylan DeSue lately, and last night was no different. 17 points, 10 rebounds, right? Him giving that you, him giving that to you inside, right, shooting 70 80% in the paint while having the guard play we do, Timmy Allen on the offensive end as well, it's very scary for every team going against Texas in this tournament. The story on the offensive end, of course, was Serge Barry Rice making seven of 10 threes. I think he had 23 points. Yeah, he had 23 points overall, 7 of 10 from the three-point line. And the thing I loved most is that all of those shots were in the flow of Rodney Terry's offense. There was never a time where Serge Barry Rice took a heat check. There was never a time where Serge Barry Rice got the ball and went full James Harden, you know, dribble, 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 step back three. Right? Like they were all in the flow of Rodney Terry's offense. Most of them, if not all of them, catch and shoot threes. So will he go 7 of 10 from the three-point line moving forward? Probably not. But those shots that he made last night – will be there every game. That's a really good sign for Serge Barry Rice, this Texas offense, and, you know, this Texas basketball team as a whole moving forward. Marcus Carr gave you 17 points and four assists, four made threes. I thought it was a great sign that he got going in the Kansas game, made five straight shots at one point that carried over to Colgate, 17 points, four assists. So not only was he scoring, but he was distributing the ball to his teammates and got hot from the three-point line while also giving you great defense at the guard position. Tyrese Hunter, He's always going to guard no matter what. But there was a big stretch in the season where he was not confident offensively. He said, we said, where did that Tyrese Hunter go that had 26 points against Gonzaga? Where did that Tyrese Hunter go that was the freshman of the year, the diaper dandy of the year at Iowa State? Since the second Iowa State game this year in the Moody Center, he's been shooting with a lot of confidence, right? But the last two games, he's four for 20. So still shooting with confidence, just hasn't been making his shots the last two games. He's going to have to pick that up if, Texas wants to make a deep run. And then Timmy Allen, he missed three games. We won all three games without him, the Big 12 tournament. And I saw some takes start to fly, that we were better without Timmy Allen. The offense was more efficient without Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen should come off the bench. Just stop it. Timmy Allen, one of the best mid-range shooters in the country, one of the best cutters to the basket in the country. You could put that on any offense. And he's very decisive with the ball, can get to his spots without a lot of dribbles. He doesn't dominate the ball, and he competes on the defensive end. So, like I said, we got bored for three games and assumed that we didn't need Timmy Allen or he needed to come off the bench. He's one of the best scorers in the country. He could fit in any offense, which is why he has over 2,000 points in his career. And I thought last night he did a really good job of not coming in and trying to make up for lost time. Because when you miss three games and Texas had the success they had without Timmy Allen, he could have came into this game and said, oh, okay, bet. 
Like, I'm going to shoot 15 shots. Like, I'm going to make up for time lost. Instead, he came in, only took two shots. His one shot made was on a beautiful cut to the basket uh, and a layup on a pass by Dylan DeSue. But five assists, right? He was your primary playmaker in terms of getting other people involved. And then three rebounds in 21 minutes. So I thought he did a good job of coming in and kind of just fitting into the offense around everybody else who was in the rhythm. And then moving forward, especially against Penn State, he's going to have to be a bigger part of the offense. I suspect that he will. And then Arterio Morris, who has been a big player for this Texas basketball team, only played six minutes last night and didn't score. And after the game in the locker room, it looked like he was pouting a little bit. Like I said, survive in advance, survive in advance. This is not the time to be me over we. He's going to have to be big for us if Texas wants to make a deep run in this tournament. So he's got to get it together. I expect him to be a bigger part of this team moving forward. But overall, a really good win against a really good Colgate basketball team. Good teams win. Great teams covered. Texas covered. Beat this team by 20 points. A quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about this Penn State game. Winner goes to the Sweet 16. It would be the first Sweet 16 appearance for Texas since 2014. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Better be Locked On Longhorns listeners. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. Better be a Locked On Longhorns listener. you got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think that they're good for you. And what makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff. And pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. So Penn State, who we will now face off against in the second round tomorrow night, 645 p.m. Central, they beat Texas A&M 76-59. A lot of people thought that Texas A&M was underseeded as a seven seed. A lot of people thought that, you know, the networks were trying their best to get a Texas versus Texas A&M matchup in the second round. Of course, that will not happen. No Lone Star showdown this year. I did think Texas A&M was underseeded. You know, when you go to uh, when you're the second overall seed in the conference throughout the course of the season and then you're the runner up in the SEC championship game. I thought that was good enough to be better than a seven seed. They were a seven seed. Maybe the committee had it right because they lost by double digits to Penn State. So no Lone Star showdown. Buzz Williams now has two SEC Coach of the Year awards and zero NCAA tournament wins. Very fitting for Aggie and little brother, right? This Penn State team, when you look at them, this is not going to be an easy matchup tomorrow, although Texas should win this game. I think the spread opened up at like five and a half points. I would expect a good team and a great team like Texas to win and cover that spread. But they are a battle-tested team. If you take away the A&M game, the eight games prior to that, all of their games were decided by four points or less. And they were six and two in those games, one of those losses being to number one seed Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. So a very battle-tested team. When you look at Texas you know, on the converse of that, four out of their last five games for the Longhorns, all five wins have been double digit wins. Right. So while Penn State has been participated in basically eight straight one to two possession games, Texas has blown out their opponents. If this game gets, you know, nipped up down the wire, if it's tight, that could benefit Penn State, because like I said, they've been playing in these type of games while Texas, for the most part, has been blowing out their opponents for the last week and a half. And I thought that Texas playing Colgate gave them some really good preparation for Penn State. And 
when they asked Ronnie Terry, and this just speaks to his basketball IQ, because he answered this immediately off the top of his head. When they asked him in the pregame press conference who Colgate reminded him of in terms of teams we had played this year that were that proficient from the three-point line and could shoot the way they did, he immediately mentioned Baylor, who has really good guard play, and they could shoot the lights out from three when they're on. And then he mentioned Creighton, right? He went back all the way to a game in November or December, early December that we played, and mentioned how they could put a lot of pressure on you with their guards and shoot the three really well. Well, Penn State is a great three-point shooting team, shooting 39% from the floor on the season. And we saw last night, I know we were all watching that game between Texas A&M and Penn State to see who we would play. They made 59% of their threes last night. So playing a team like Colgate and coming into that game with the defensive intensity and the attention to detail, especially on the perimeter on the three-point line that you already had, that just carries over into Penn State. Because although they're not a great as great as Colgate is shooting the three statistically, 39% as a team from the three-point line is still really amazing. I think Texas shoots 34% from the three-point line. So that's a big gap. You're going to have to guard on the perimeter the same way you did against Colgate. If you guard the way that Texas A&M guarded last night, you will not make it to the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2014. Now, what was funny and was kind of an anomaly was the fact that they hit 59% of their threes last night, right? Andrew Funk had eight of them. They hit 59% of their threes, but they only hit 41% of their two-point shots, right? If you took away the three-point shots, that Texas made, they still shot 50% from the floor, right? If you took away the three-point shots that Penn State made at a 60% clip almost, they shot 41% from the floor. So I don't know if they're just a great three-point shooting team and they were missing their tools last night or what the case is, but that's kind of a weird statistic. But Texas knows going into this game, they're going to have to shut down Penn State from the three-point line. Like I said, playing Colgate in the round before, two days before, will definitely benefit them. And when you look at the two players that you're going to have to watch out for the most – Jalen Pickett is one of the best players in the country. He's a big physical guard, 6'4", about 206 pounds. It'll be interesting to see who Rodney Terry puts on him at the beginning of the game because I think although Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter are great defenders, you know, Jalen Pickett might have the size advantage in those matchups. And he averages 18-7-7 in 40 minutes. He's one of the best players in the country. 18-7-7, those are the numbers that got Ben Simmons a max deal, right? He was an all-star in the NBA with those numbers. Jalen Pickett is doing that in – college basketball right in 40 minutes and he doesn't sit a lot I think in the last game he played all 40 minutes he averages 37 minutes a game so at most he's going to sit two to three minutes in this game against Texas if not play the whole game so he's going to somebody you're going to have to worry about whether your starters are in there your bench unit is in there because like I said he literally does not sit down right if he does it's for two to three minutes max and the last two games with will benefit the Longhorns if this continues is he's shooting under 40%. So even though he's one of the best players in the country, somebody that in a type of game like this where it's win or go home, he can take over the game. The last two games he's shooting under 40%. With a team like Texas coming in defensively, I expect them to give him trouble as well. Although he did give them 19-7-8 and eight last night in terms of points, rebounds, and assists, even though the 19 wasn't as efficient as he's used to shooting because he's shooting over 50% from the season. He plays more like a big than a guard. Just the last two games under 40%. And then Andrew Funk, he was the star of the show last night, 27 points, eight for 10 from the three-point line. It would have been live just to see a three-point contest last night between Serge Ibari Rice and Penn State because they, I mean, and Andrew Funk from Penn State because they did it in the same building back-to-back, right, and combined for 15 threes, just those two players. The good thing for Texas is those are both season highs. I went through every game this season from Andrew Funk. At no point did he score 27 points, and at no point did he make eight threes, right? So let's hope that he just got that out of the way, but Texas now knows, right? It's a good sign that he had that game before Texas because now Texas knows that they need to get in his face and not allow him to have those open shots that A&M gave them on the perimeter. 
And also the good thing for Texas is where Texas is a team that can go nine deep at times and really get, you know, positive impact from all nine of those players. Penn State is more of a four player team, right? Like their impact is going to come from four to five players. And last night, 61 percent of Penn State's total points came from Andrew Funk and Jalen Pickett. So I think if you can come out and stop those two players or at least slow them down, which you have more than capable defenders of doing, then, like I said, good teams cover, great teams. I mean, good teams win, great teams cover. You should be able to do both against Penn State and then make it to the Sweet 16. Once again, for the first time since 2014, I fully expect the Longhorns to do so. A quick word from FanDuel, and then we're getting into the Texas Baseball Weekend Series against New Orleans. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and threes made, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So Texas is on a roll. They have won seven straight games all at home. They're in the midst of a 14-game homestand at the dish, so they now have seven games left in terms of this homestand. I think it ends with a three-game series against Texas Tech. They're 11 and 7 onto the season. Coming into this stretch at home, they were 4 and 7 on the season and we were a little disappointed in what we had saw thus far. They have picked it up. The hitting and defense have been better than we saw in the first 11 games and the pitching has been great all season, but the last few games, the starting pitching has not been great, so that has to improve. The bullpen has came in and been nailed, so I look to see in this weekend series a more complete pitching effort from the starters to the bullpen and then the closer. And Texas has an 11-1 and all-time record against New Orleans, so I would expect them to get another sweep this weekend. I am predicting another sweep. The next time I talk to y'all, at least about the baseball team, they will be 14-7 and with 10 straight wins. This Texas baseball team, like I said, hitting on all cylinders. The hitting has been better. The defense has been better. And the bullpen has been really great. If the starting pitching improves, this will be a team hitting on all cylinders going into conference play. And like I said, this big, this 14-game homestand ends with Texas Tech and the Texas baseball team starting conference play. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Longhorns, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. A huge weekend for Texas athletics. It's going to be a good weekend for Texas Athletics. Hook up. Peace.